and the meaning that you make of being alone like that story that you tell yourself is so important think of how different it would feel if instead of being like wow i have no friends i have no life i'm so lonely what if instead you were like i had such a productive weekend on my own and i really prioritized myself it was really nice to be able to like get stuff done honestly i, I really like romanced myself it was lovely it's just a mindset shift Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends. Today we're tackling loneliness, which is something that a lot of us have felt throughout the pandemic and something that's, you know, just super amplified around Valentine's Day and these shittier, darker, colder months. I'm feeling it. You're feeling it. We're all feeling it. A hundred percent. This is very near and dear to my heart because it's uh, it's been a it's been a lonely ride. And a lot of people out there are feeling that. And it's it's just so fucking hard in Canadian winters when like seasonal depression is yeah. rare in its head and shit's been locked down. And it is not normal to be like stuck in our homes, often alone, working from home in like 700 square feet. It's just not normal. <laughs> no, it's not. This is this is not fun. And the thing is, even if you don't live alone, like you could still be feeling lonely because to your point, there's no commute. There's no like, I'm not seeing my coworkers. I'm not seeing you in person as yeah. much as I normally would. And it's just it's different. Yeah, it's different. Everything's different. It's not great. And we pulled you guys on Instagram to see how you were feeling. And 80% of you said that you've been feeling really lonely lately. So mm -hmm. we feel you and it sucks. And predictably, 84% of you said that your loneliness has been worse during COVID, which makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And when we asked what your biggest triggers were, 20% of you said a lack of relationship, which we totally get. 27% of you said you're living alone or just spending too much time alone that's leading to your loneliness. And then 52% said it's a disconnection from friends. We feel you. Yeah. I found like the fact that half of people disconnection from friends was the biggest thing was really interesting for me because I don't know why I just thought it was going to be people living alone that that was the biggest biggest trigger yeah. or like people that weren't in relationships and because both of those things apply to me right now and they've really amplified my loneliness. But then when I thought about it, I just I realized that it really is disconnection from friends that I think fucks with most people, because even people who live with their families, if they're disconnected from their friends, they feel really, really isolated. And when I looked back, I realized that, you know, I've lived alone for like eight or nine years at this point. And when I had a lot of friends here, when I was like really, really social and like really active with my friendships, I never really felt lonely. Mm -hmm. I was cool with my alone time because I had such like a rich social life. Yeah. And now, I mean, half of my friends have moved away. The other half because of the pandemic, it's been so like hit and miss with being able to actually spend time with them. And I think there's a lot. I think I really underestimated how much time with friends or lack thereof was adding to my loneliness. And I know, Kaylin, you felt that way like during your pregnancy as well. Totally, totally. Yeah, I had to be a little extra careful when I was pregnant because of COVID and like, you just get something different emotionally from your girlfriends than you do from your husband or your family or your yeah. partner. And and it's hard. Even coworkers, like you're 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 mentally stimulated in an office and you're talking about, you know, work and things that you're passionate about. And if you don't have that on a daily basis, it can really 
impact you. It's yeah, it's been it's It's been tough, but we're here to help. Yeah, we hope this episode helps you not just like avoid being alone, but also what I've realized is like the importance of like embracing the time that you have alone instead of kind of having it be like the enemy. Because I am a huge believer that everyone should spend time alone at some point in your life, especially living alone. It's just like a huge opportunity to define yourself based on you and no one else. And I think if you're scared to live alone, if you're scared to like spend too much time alone, try it, put a time limit on it and just do it once in your life because you learn a lot about yourself and you'll just like establish yourself as an individual. Totally. And and to your point, if you don't live alone, but you're craving that alone time, these tips can be really helpful because as a new mom, I have like literal fragments in my day where I where I can be alone. So I've been trying to do some of these things and it's just made me feel so much more fulfilled. So this is Good. really helpful for anybody, but obviously it can be really, really hard when you feel like being alone isn't your choice with these lockdowns or you just live alone and that's mm-hmm. just your circumstance. So These are some of the impactful ways that we found can help you get out of feeling lonely. So number one, find a hobby. And this doesn't have to be something that you're super, super good at. It's just something that you can work on and grow from and just learn in the process. And I find, I read this somewhere, that if you have three things, one thing that makes you money, one thing that can be creative, and one thing that allows you to be physical, it'll just help you feel really well-rounded. So maybe that's like, taking a painting or taking up writing just for fun if that's something you love and then on the physical side going for walks or if you love peloton doing peloton just something to get you you know mentally stimulated in your day i love that so much that is that's really good and i think it's a really important point and something i only realized this year when i read it that yeah you don't need to be good at your hobbies i'm someone who will stop doing something immediately if i'm not good at it and it's it's a character flaw <laughs> and it's important for me to remember that like you don't need to freaking monetize everything and you don't need to be the best at everything you can just do something because it helps you learn and grow and because it brings you some fulfillment and I've loved watching my friends get really good at yoga over the pandemic or like take up macrame or do like pottery and it's it's fulfilling it helps you feel connected to something new yeah and building on that if getting physical or any of your hobbies can take you outside that's so so key because getting outside when possible is a huge game changer I know at my worst I'll spend like three days in my condo without leaving and I get really I get really fucked up squirrely like my (laughs) mental health goes down the drain but you gotta do it because as soon as I go outside everything feels better you have these micro connections with people when you're in a store working in a coffee shop just walking along on the street Mm -hmm. you have these like little moments of interaction that help pull you out of a really bad rut and they just like give you hope there's like signs of human life you see people and their dogs and kids playing and you just see all of these things that remind you like there's so much good and that you're not alone and there's infinite possibility if you just go outside and see the world there's something to those like TikToks and, and reels where people are like going on my stupid walk for my stupid mental health. Like you have to do it. It actually helps. There's there's a lot to it. It's really, really yeah. important. No, it's, it's movement. It's connection. It's nature. It's, the research is there. It's there. And speaking of connection, being part of a community right now is something that's really going to help a lot of people get out of feeling lonely. I know it's helped me on the smallest scale with Peloton because when I'm on there, I'm working out with other people. People are high-fiving me. I'm high-fiving them. And it just kind of makes you feel like you're a part of something, which is so, 
nice right now. And there's tons of ways that you can do it. Like if you're trying to find a new hobby, maybe you sign up for a course. There's things like virtual meditation. You've got the Ana app, which you're launching soon, which could help a lot of people too. February 13th, the Ana app is coming and it's going gonna, it's gonna to really make a great community. It's awesome. So get ready for that. And yeah, in-person classes too, when things open up, like I'm going to be spending the rest of my mat leave out west in Vancouver and I'm going to need some friends during that time. So I'm hoping I can do an in-person spin class and then be that like awkward chick that's like, hey, you want to go for coffee? (laughs) (laughs) So put yourself out there. It's true. Yeah. Even uh, to your point, even if you're like all alone somewhere, just going to a place where there's community, like going to, if there's like any networking events in your, in your area, Mm -hmm. like the Monday Girl networking events, going to anything that just brings people together, show up alone, see who you can meet and just join a community. It's, it's really powerful. I actually sold two lamps on Kijiji the other day and, or Facebook marketplace. And the girl that I sold it to was so fun. We were chatting back and forth for like an hour. When we met in person, we were like, Hey, do you want to add each other on Facebook and be friends? And I was like, yeah, let's do this. So you never know who you'll connect with if you just put yourself out there. Something else that I have found is really important for me when I'm when I'm in like a very lonely spiral is actively making time to work through those thoughts. I mean, it's really easy to just distract yourself and to just like watch Netflix the whole time. And trust me, I've done that. But working through the core of like why you feel lonely and like examining those thoughts and like trying to get to a place where you're okay on your own is is a huge game changer for the rest of your life. And you can do that through noting meditation, which is this really great strategy where instead of blocking out thoughts when you're meditating, you're actually like acknowledging them, Mm. taking note of them, and then kind of releasing them. So if I was doing a meditation and I was feeling really anxious about spending too much time alone, I would go through the meditation and I would acknowledge like I'm feeling really anxious right now and that's okay. And I feel alone, but I know I'm not. I'm going to breathe through it. And then you just kind of keep doing that. Yeah. It's it's actually really helpful. Also journaling, like if mm-hmm. you are into writing or just tracking your thoughts, even if you're not into journaling, sometimes I'll like record voice notes. Captain's log. <laughs> Today was a good day. Today was not a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if you just don't like sitting down with a pen and paper, do voice notes or you can use apps like Bloom. I love Bloom. It's a cognitive behavioral therapy app and it's like self-directed. Oh. So you can log every day how you're doing and feeling. And then there's like journaling prompts. And then you can like identify what went wrong or what made you feel good and work through it. And there's all these practices. So it's just all of these ways help you track your feelings to see what makes you feel better and worse, what triggers you and what helps you like pull yourself out of those places. I'm hearing our old guest, Lise Wilcox, telling us you need to feel it to heal it right now. And that is exactly yes. that. It's <laughs> true. That's a great it's episode, true. by the way. Go back and listen to that. We'll, we'll link it in the show notes. How to Cultivate Resilience. It's really, really a great episode. Another thing that really helps to increase happiness is mentoring and giving back and just supporting others during this time. So I know that's helped me a lot. I both you and I have mentored for Monday Girl and we've just been able to give back to young women who are trying to move forward in their careers. And that can be so fulfilling to just do something outside of yourself for other people. So try volunteering your time because that helps create connection with people you may not have connected with. This is a really important one because I feel like my friends and I every year always say we really want to volunteer. We really want to start volunteering. We really want to do something (laughs) positive and give back. And then like we never really do. 
But I was listening to this great podcast about, it was from a happiness expert from Harvard. And she was saying that, yes, self-care is important. But she's like, I think that self-care has actually become an excuse for a lot of people to become like really, I hate to say it, but like a little self-centered at times. And it's just become like a very inward thing. And she's like, all the research at Harvard shows that the happiest most fulfilled people are the people that devote a lot of time to helping others. Even if it's just your family mm-hmm. or like some kids you know or animals, whatever your whatever makes you feel good in terms of helping and contributing to society and to helping others, that shows such an increase in happiness versus just like doing a face mask and, you know, like self-care routines are important, so I'm not I'm not shitting on yeah. them, but it was very refreshing to hear someone be like that really doesn't move the needle the same way that helping and volunteering does so if you need a sign to like do something good get out there and do something good for others like it will selfishly genuinely improve your happiness another really important thing to do is a mindset shift because when you live alone for as long as I have it's easy to like fall into these kind of shitty narratives of like I'll live alone forever and like there's a reason I live alone and like you know whatever you just tell yourself some stupid stories that just aren't true changing your mindset to kind of like control your narrative is so key yeah instead of like I have to be alone or I've been like forced to be alone try I choose to spend this time alone romanticize this time alone like I get I know everyone's all about romanticizing their lives (laughs) on like TikTok and Instagram but really there's a reason why people are doing that and they're doing it because they're desperately clinging to a mindset where these small little rituals they have in their day like their little walk and their little coffee routine is this beautiful act of romanticizing their life like it's they're in survival mode right now and I always compare it to traveling when I'm traveling by myself which is my favorite way to travel I'm all alone like I'll go days without having like a substantial conversation with someone And I'm so happy because I chose that. I chose to be alone. It's time that I'm spending by myself and I'm so happy and I'm able to make connections, but like I'm still doing it all with me. And if you can apply that perspective to your everyday life, it will really help you take control and not fall into like a victim mindset that like your loneliness is kind of all consuming. It it really helps. And the meaning that you make of being alone like that story that you tell yourself is so important think of how different it would feel if instead of being like wow I did nothing this weekend I have no friends I have no life I'm so lonely Mm. what if instead you were like wow I had such a productive weekend on my own and I really prioritized myself it was really nice to be able to like get stuff done and honestly I I really like romanced myself it was lovely I love that it's it's just a mindset shift. Honestly, this is like, this is the hardest one, but the most important one, because you kind of can't really do anything else that we're talking about unless you pull yourself out of that victim mindset of like, poor me, yeah. I'm alone, I'm sad, which you can feel and it's okay, but you, you yeah. really... Easy to fall into. I'm in it all the time. It's, I am yeah. too. I am too. But you have to pull yourself out of it in order to enjoy life. Like it's just the only way. Yeah. And I love what you were saying about yeah. like enjoying your coffee because on a very micro level, that's kind of like that's my first bit of alone time in the morning. And after I had me at first, I was like, OK, rush, get that bean water in my body and like, let's get going for the day. But now I'm <laughs> now I'm like, oh, I can put my powders in there. I put on some like smooth jazz sometimes and I just make it a really special moment that's because nice. it's all about those micro yeah. moments if that's all you have in your day. And, and on that note, empowering yourself to use this alone time productively, like you said, 
is so key because then you can be fully present and just be your best self when you're with others. It's really hard for me to like be present when Gabe's talking to me or enjoy my, my time playing with Mia because there's stuff that I need to do when I'm alone in order to be present with the people that I'm, I'm around. So like if you know you've got yeah. like three hours of alone time, you can probably like sit and sulk and be upset about it. Or you can be like, you know what? Maybe today's the day I tackle that closet that's full of junk right now. And you get that done. This is a proven method that we have done <laughs> because last weekend I was very, very, very much alone and I, I spiraled. I literally cried for 12 hours no. and I didn't really have any plans this weekend either. And I was like, I can't do that again. I have to have a strategy in place. So I planned a walk and I planned to meal prep a shit ton of food for the week so that like when I'm really busy with work and stuff, I would just have like healthy things to grab. And I meal prepped for honestly six hours. And then I had to clean for like two hours. (laughs) And it was so productive. I put on a bunch of podcasts and some Netflix and like have so much food ready now in the freezer and I felt really good about it so instead of being like wow I'm a freaking loser I was just like huh got a lot done today and that's good job because then you like it's probably hard to sometimes find time to listen to podcasts too like we we get it especially if you're working but if you like stack the things that you need to get done and you make it enjoyable it's it's fun you basically had a little date with yourself that day yeah exactly okay perfectly brings me to my next point which really just amplifies the whole like romanticize your own life take yourself on dates I am a huge proponent of this you can go out you can take if you have if no one's around on a Friday night take yourself out to a movie go to a dinner like Kaylin and I passed a dude one time and she's like oh that guy's all alone I'm like he's taking himself on a date it's so (laughs) nice like you don't need to wait for other people to go enjoy the world like just because no one else is available doesn't mean you can't go out and have a nice time I love going to a restaurant and sitting at the bar because inevitably other people will sit near you and then you can strike up a conversation. And if not, the bartender is basically paid to talk to you. So literally you're going to have a good time talking to them. One of my best friends buys herself like fresh flowers regularly. It's really nice and it makes her house really nice. And then she gets to go to a nice flower shop and it's like a nice little date. So it doesn't need to be a big thing. It doesn't need to involve a lot of money, but treat yourself. Go out somewhere that makes you feel special. In the beginning of the pandemic, when I was like, I was trying to do the mental health walks, but I just like really didn't want to. So my new rule was I would go for a walk in a new area of my neighborhood. And if I passed like a coffee shop or a restaurant that I really liked on my way back from the walk, I would reward myself by like sitting down and treating myself. So I was like having nice Italian patio dinners and like just romanticizing your life. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Another tip that I love that is personally my favorite, and I know it's not easy for everybody, but getting a pet can really, really help you, especially if you do live alone. We got a puppy during COVID, but I really wish we got her earlier on because Gabe used to travel a lot for work and that's when I would feel really lonely but that's also when I would have maximum fun and have sleepovers with all my girlfriends but I think getting (laughs) a pet is so helpful and the odd time that Gabe does have to go to like Vancouver to visit his family I have Rio and she keeps me busy she forces me to go outside it's something to take care of outside of yourself which goes back to like the volunteering point when you're you know putting your energy into something else it can really help make you feel whole so getting a pet gives you purpose there's 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 science behind it they really do help you feel good 
It's true. I got my cats because I was on year, maybe like year three of living alone. And I was like really lonely. And yeah, it was right before I got my first like really big, big girl job. And so I just <laughs> felt like really unfulfilled. And my parents like looked at each other one night when I was over and they're like, we need to do something like she's not good <laughs> let's get her a cat so they got me a cat and it was so excited it was great but then Aww. I got this big girl job and was never home and then I felt so guilty for leaving her alone and she'd just like wait by the door so then I got her a cat so now I have two and Love this is it. how crazy cat ladies are born <laughs> but you feel their presence when there's an animal there like you know oh, there's absolutely. someone else here there's a reason to get up it really really helps but if you're not in the position to get a pet right now which I totally understand you can always look into fostering you have to have like the biggest heart to be able to foster but like please do yeah. it if you do have a huge heart dog or cat sit for your friends when when they go away and that's a really nice opportunity to break up the loneliness love it and our last general tip is give yourself your own love language like we talk about love languages so much in relation to relationships and, and what we need from other people but this doesn't have to be for couples like figure out what fulfills you and what you seek out mm. and give that to yourself and this one is really inspired by Coach Carrie, one of our former guests. And this post is all about self-care based on the five love languages. And it changed the way I thought about self-care. Because if your love language is physical touch, book yourself a massage. Put on all of your lotions before bed and like give yourself a little nice massage. Have a bath. Do things that are really like sensual and physical with yourself, like restorative yoga. I used to actually go to restorative yoga just because they would give me a nice like aromatherapy little like shoulder rub at the end. Cute. I literally went for that. I love it. If your love language is acts of service, like take care of yourself, book all of the appointments that you've been putting off, do a huge clean of your, of your house and your space and ask someone to help if you need it, because that's, that's a big act of service. And if your love language is words of affirmation like ours, give yourself that, do, do affirmations in the morning. And it can be so small. You can make your like home screen, like a nice message to yourself yeah. on your phone. Like you can find ways to pump yourself up with words if that's what what matters and the same goes for quality time like really find ways to spend your time that are meaningful when you have alone time and turn that into this beautiful quality time ritual and then if it's honestly if your love language is receiving gifts you gotta treat go yourself. shopping get those flowers if you love getting your nails done go get your nails done regularly get one of those cute subscription boxes and you get like mail you get a surprise You're, you don't know what's necessarily going to be in it and it's going to make you feel really good so use those love languages they really help. And if you don't know what your love language is, we did an episode on it back in episode 28. So you can listen to that. We'll link it in the show notes. Such a good one. Before we leave you, I just really quickly want to talk also about being alone at night. Yeah. When when you can't do any of these other things, you're not going to be going to yoga at like midnight. No. <laughs> There's not much you can do when the clock strikes midnight and you are alone with your thoughts and you like me can't sleep till 2 a.m. It's just very hard. It's a triggering time for a lot of people. A lot of people I know who live alone have a hard time before bed. So let's talk about that quickly because everything feels worse. And this is when we start to ruminate. So a few things that Kaylin and I have done. I usually watch or read or like listen to something that will uplift my mood right up until I'm exhausted. And I know people say, turn off your devices, don't look at them before bed. And that's a lovely idea. But for me, too much silence right before I go to bed will just... I can't. If you have anxiety or if you're going through something tough, you need to, to fill that void a lot of the time. So 
Yeah, no, I need to do that too. When Gabe, whenever Gabe's not home, I usually have friends on until I sleep or until the next morning. So that's key. Classic. Another thing yeah. that really helps me, and there's actually science behind this, but exercising at night can be help, helpful too because it releases those endorphins and just kind of boosts your mood. Mm-hmm. And I do find I spiral less at night when I do a hard workout before bed or even just like a yoga or something nice to get the, the blood flowing. And a weighted blanket is also something that can help ease anxiety and a racing mind at night or a full body pillow if you want to feel like you're holding someone or squeezing someone and just feeling snuggled. Those are two really good ones that you could try too. Yeah, that's really nice. I mean, all of this really just ladders up to like creating a lovely bedtime ritual. Yeah. So do the bubble bath, do your self-care routine, make a lovely uncaffeinated tea and just like make it a nice space. Put on your essential oil diffuser, do all that stuff so that you're not like dreading bedtime which I find I was doing at a certain point and then you build it up to be worse than it's going to be so make it like your favorite part of the day if you can and another really weird but like really helpful thing I've been doing now for years is putting on really comforting like ASMR videos to fall asleep to so if I'm in a really sad or lonely or anxious place I will literally put on like ASMR affirmations that are like you're gonna be okay this is just part of life. Everything's going to be okay. Or you can just put on kind of like white noise, like nature sounds or whatever it is that helps you sleep. I mean, hey, if it works for babies, it's good enough for me. <laughs> um, and that really helps calm your mind before bed. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. I mean, there's so much here. These are things that have worked for us. So we hope it works for you. And we just hope that this episode helps you feel a little less lonely and just helps you embrace that alone time with yourself. Yeah, you got this, friends, and you're never alone. But when you are alone, it can be great if you make it great. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.